Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. From Equitymates Media, this is The Dive. I'm your host, Sasha Kelly. Australia Post is one of Australia's most iconic institutions, but I want you to ask yourself, just when is the last time you sent a letter? In the past six months, Australia Post has reported a loss of nearly $200 million in its struggling letter division. According to former CEO Christine Holgate, the company, which has 36,000 employees, spends about half of its total budget delivering letters. Despite the fact the division only generates between 20 to 30% of the revenue, and its current CEO, Paul Graham, says there is an unstoppable decline in letter volume that will only see its losses worsen. Signed, sealed, but not delivered. Australia Post profits are down. It's Friday, the 24th of February, and today I want to know, are the days of letters numbered? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague and the co-founder of Equity Mates. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Hey, Sasha. Good to be here. Uh, are the days of letters numbered? Big question. When is the last time you sent a letter? Well, it's, a, it's an important question, sent versus received, because I feel like my mailbox is full. I've just moved to Coogee and I seem to get a lot of uh, tradie fridge magnets these days. Mm. Uh, politicians still send me updates on the hands they're shaking in the local community. But I haven't sent a letter in a while. Let's get into this news story, though. Australia Post CEO Paul Graham recently said its five-day-per-week letter delivery should be reconsidered after this $200 million loss that they've had in just the last six months. Why exactly did he say they need to move from everyday delivery? So the economics of delivering letters rely on scale. They rely on the post boxes being full and the posties bags being full. They rely on root efficiency because all of our dollar postage stamps added together with a full postie bag make the economics work. But if the postie is only delivering a couple of letters, then all of a sudden the logistics costs, the employment costs aren't covered by the stamp. And in the six months ending in December last year, the letter business generated $882 million in revenue. That's a lot of stamps, but it posted a loss of about $190 million. So you add that together and it's a bit over a billion dollars to run Australia Post's letter business. And unfortunately, there just weren't enough letters sent to justify that amount of posties, that amount of transport running a a five-day-a-week service. The loss was up 171% from the year before. And as you mentioned, CEO Paul Graham said the decline is unstoppable. One of the suggestions that's been thrown out there that he seems to be backing now is to stem the losses by only delivering letters a few days a week rather than every weekday. Because these losses are expected to continue declining over the full year, especially if they don't make any changes. But I might not be getting as many personal letters, but I am getting more deliveries than ever before. Yeah. 
And a lot of people look at the postal business and they think it's a pretty good business these days. DHL, Toll, FedEx, Star Trek, there's more and more uh, parcel deliverers than ever before. But that's an important distinction. It's not like your letter delivery infrastructure and your parcel delivery infrastructure are the same thing. Different sorting machines, different warehouses. Often you'll see parcels delivered in vans, whereas posties will be on bikes. It's a different logistics network. And unfortunately, you can't just put parcels and letters in the same network. Your profits on parcels can subsidize your losses on letters. But it's important when we're talking about this topic to understand that it's different logistics networks and there may not be as many synergies as people think. So the letter division is by far the biggest liability at the moment because overall Australia Post actually had a $23 million profit in the six months up to December. Yeah, that's right. The letter losses have been partially masked by the pandemic parcel boom, which is now slowing. I I don't know how much, but I'm certainly ordering less stuff online than I was during the pandemic. They've got me for life. I'm ordering so much (laughs) stuff still. (laughs) Well, the revenue in the last six months of 2022 from the parcel division was $3.8 billion, which was 1.6% lower than that same time in 2021. So down, but just down slightly. But let's take a closer look at the letter division. We might not send as many personal letters, but you were saying like politicians, tradies, you're still getting mail, Alec, like you're still receiving stuff. Why is the letter business doing so much worse if your mailbox is still full? Let me answer your question with a question, Sasha. (laughs) What percentage of letters in Australia do you think are personal letters? Tiny. I would say under 10%. I mean, I'm waiting for a credit card and a flybys card at the moment, but I can't remember the last time I got a personal card. 2%. That's the number that are made up of personal letters and cards. The remaining 98% are from businesses your bills, your bank statements, share registry letters. So we've seen a massive decline in the personal correspondence. It's just all gone online. And the fact of the matter is a lot of the corporate correspondence is now moving online as well. You can get your bills delivered by email. You can get your bank statement online. So the 2% has already fallen off a cliff and the 98% the corporate stuff is rapidly declining as well. So to put some numbers on it, in 2008, Australia Post delivered about 5 billion letters in the year. Last year, it was 1.6 billion. That's a rapid fall. To add to the profitability challenge, Sasha, as we're cutting letter volumes, we're actually increasing the number of houses Australia Post have to hit. We increase houses by about 200,000 every year and that means we need to hire more posties or they need to do longer routes but we're delivering less letters. Yeah, so it's that age-old conundrum of cost going up and volume going down which is just not a good story for letter writing, pardon the pun. Let's take a break and then I want to look at the solutions for this problem and whether it's isolated to us here in Australia. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Welcome back to The Dive. Just one more favor. I promise this is one of the last times I'm going to ask you. Please fill out our Equity Mates community survey. It makes all the difference to us here. Helps us find out where we're going to put our resources, what you like about the show, what you might not like about the show. All of that together makes us better podcasters. So it takes 10 minutes of your time. You might win $500 or tickets to FinFest, which is on the 11th of November. Link is in the show notes below. Postman Pat, Postman Pat, Postman Pat and his black and white cat. But today we're talking about letters and specifically that Australia Post is on track to post its first annual loss since 2015 and just the second loss in 40 years. But CEO Paul Graham says if nothing changes, the losses are going to continue and they're somewhat unstoppable. Alec, what are some of the options that are on the table to turn this around? So as we mentioned earlier, Sasha, Australia Post made a $190 million loss and brought Mm in $882 million in revenue. So the first and the most immediate solution is to find a way to increase that revenue. Now, you may have noticed if you're still sending letters that stamp prices recently increased from $1.10 to $1.20. Paul Graham says that the price of a stamp in Australia is still well below the OECD average. The price of a stamp in New Zealand ranges from $1.70 to $3.60 New Zealand dollars, which is about $1.55 to $3.30 Aussie dollars. Graham says Australia Post should more than double the current stamp price of $1.20, bring it more in line with New Zealand prices. Now, this could stem the bleeding, but it's unlikely to make a huge difference to the structural decline we've seen in letters, and it could actually accelerate the decline in the number of letters being sent. It might make it more likely that the business case to send out fridge magnets or politicians sending out uh, mailers, it might not make sense anymore, or they might send less. So it could actually accelerate the decline with less letters being sent. Ongoing decline in mail, a loss of almost $190 million. uh, That's not a sustainable future for Australia Post. So that then leads to the second possible solution, Sasha, that's being touted, deliver less days. Currently, under government legislation, Australia Post is required to deliver to every Australian household five days a week. Graham believes letters should only be delivered two or three days per week as a way to cut costs. Some stages there will be no mail delivered. Uh, one thing I can say for certain is we will be the company that delivers that last letter. They actually did this during the pandemic when they brought in some emergency changes which dropped the daily delivery of mail in favour of every second day. And they also deployed 2,000 extra posties as parcel delivery drivers. But that expired last year. So, Alec, there's two possible solutions on the table. I do want to zoom out from Australia and talk about how other countries are tackling this problem. Surely we're not alone with this decline in letter writing. No, Sasha, we are certainly not alone. In the past 10 years, the total number of letters posted globally is down over 30%. In the US, letter writing 
reached its peak in 2006 with 213 billion letters. Since then, the US Postal Service has been experiencing year-on-year declines in mail volume every year. In 2022, the volume of mail delivered by the US Postal Service was 127 billion units, so down from 213 billion 16 years before. Unlike Australia Post here, which is still posting overall profits, although maybe not this financial year, the US Postal Service is losing money. In 2021, it posted a net loss of $4.9 billion. Whoa. 2022, it had a one-time non-cash net profit of $56 billion, but it warned that it would be returning to losses for 2023. It's lost over $87 billion in recent years. But Alec, it's not the first time the death of the letter has been called, so to speak. Former Australia Post CEO Ahmed Fahur said back in 2014 that letters would be dead within 10 years. So he's got one year left to make that prediction correct because still 1.6 billion letters were sent across Australia last year. So we've still got to get rid of quite a lot of them before he's correct. Yeah, look, I think he was directionally right. He wasn't wrong. Maybe his timing was just a little bit off. There are some powerful forces, I guess, standing in the way of the complete collapse of letters. In Australia, the print, paper, publishing, mail and distribution industry is still a $19 billion industry which employs more than 250,000 workers. It's still a massive industry. There's political support for post offices. Pauline Hanson has become an unlikely ally for the post office causes, especially regional post offices. But I also think, and you see this especially in the US, post offices can play a really important role in the community. Adding services to these underserved communities like banking can be really valuable. There's also been proposals put on the table previously to allow Australia post offices to manage Centrelink payments as well to again help underserved and underbanked communities access some of these services. Look, letters aren't coming back. (laughs) That's the, the first thing. And there are proposals to try and get the letter divisions themselves back into black, raising prices or cutting costs. But there's also proposals to find ways to help Australia Post subsidize their losses in letter divisions with revenue and profit from other divisions. And then there's one more extreme proposal that's on the table, Sasha. Okay. Which is just sell it all. (laughs) Okay, what does that look like? (laughs) It's actually not that extreme. A number of mail carriers around the world have been privatised. In the UK, the Royal Mail has been privatised. Germany's Deutsche Post has been privatised. And Japan's Japan Post has also been privatised. You know, much like Commonwealth Bank, Qantas and Telstra were privatised before them in Australia, it would be run as a private business and then it would make decisions about how often it delivers letters based on market forces. In Germany, Deutsche Post bought DHL, the parcel delivery company. Recently, Japan's Japan Post bought Toll. So, you know, these then start operating as private businesses. That one's probably pretty unlikely in Australia. I wouldn't expect to see Australia Post privatised, but it is certainly an option that's always thrown around when 
this conversation comes up. Yeah, it's such an interesting topic. And I think for me, the point that you said that really hit home is the importance to the community. Postal services, they are one of the one places that you can still go to get services like passport renewal and banking and all all sorts of things that are central to your life that you need to do once in a blue moon, but they're really important when you do need to do them. Here's my challenge to you then, Sasha, and to everyone listening. If you value your postal services, send a letter. Well, you might get something in the mail at (laughs) Equity HQ next week as a response to this. Look, we might leave it there for today, Alec. One last reminder, FinFest is back for 2023. Make sure you go to equitymates.com and register so you know all about early bird tickets, you know about the schedule, you know what's going on before anyone else does. If you want to keep the conversation going with us, then contact us by email. We're thedive at equitymates.com or hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now and then you'll never miss an episode. If you're on the go and you've missed everything I've just said, all the details in the show notes. Thanks so much for this conversation today, Alec. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.